In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast poltergeist is the one, the only... In the chill of the evening where everybody's... I'm Travis Ratz here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning into the uh, Comic Exposure Podcast, where Travis Ratz and I delve deep into a comic book, a graphic novel, or just into nerddom and what's going on in the world. You're here for a very spooky... spooky. A very spooky... Spooky edition. You hear that, Josh? I, I, what is that? I don't know. What kind of edition is it? It's a spooky, spooky. edition. Oh, a it's very a, spooky edition of comic, of comic exposure. exposure. The ghost of comic exposure. Uh, Travis Ratz and I, uh, usually every Halloween, we try to find a spooky book, a spooky book to read. And so this year, uh, we were doing something a little different. We, we decided to do a, a wacky little spooky book. A spooky book instead of doing like a horror comic like a straight up here's your horror comic or doing like superman versus aliens or something like that we we went with uh we went with the dc uh halloween's what is it dc halloween what extravaganza spectacular the, uh, the dc halloween, halloween havoc halloween. yeah it's called a very DC a very halloween. dc halloween dc house of horror 2017 yeah, so we went the very DC Halloween, which both takes DC's House of Horror and the Cursed Comics, the DC Cursed Comics Cavalcade, and puts them into a one a spooky book. And so, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you said when you went to the comic book store to get this book? You're like, oh, one spooky book, please. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one this uh, spooky book and um, but- a pack of these Skittles. Yeah, yeah, and and these jujubes, if I could get that. Uh, so, speaking of uh, which, sidetrack already. What's your yeah, favorite, what's yeah. your favorite Halloween candy, Josh? Favorite Halloween candy? It's got to be the uh, like the pumpkin shaped uh, Reese's cups. That's what I'm saying, Reese's baby. I went to the store the other day. You know they have like glow in the dark Reese's. I don't know if it's the packaging. I don't know. If oh, it's it better chocolate. just be the packaging. I don't know it if just... it's the peanut butter in the middle, baby. But something is glowing and something is a growing in my pants when I see that candy on the shelf. I can I, I get you. I get you. So uh, we decided, well, I'm going to say this. I saw this on Comixology <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't have to do a whole lot of work to find a spooky book. There is <laughs> there's that there's that spooktacular that Travis and I can read. This is like the, I, this is like the jock jam of comics. It is. It is very much. If you in the '90s, if you were a 75-year-old PE teacher, and you needed some music for your PE class warm-ups, but you had no taste, you would say, "Hmm, I'm gonna go to the store and buy something my kids can warm up to." What can I? Ooh, Jock Jams. That says everything I want to say without saying anything at all. Right. 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 So I hear this. This collection so essentially what dc did is every halloween dc puts together a collection of like short stories Well, the last couple halloweens they've put together a collection of short stories so this collects the one from 2017 and 2018 together Um, in one book um we read the same spooky halloween (laughs) mine says um a very dc halloween dc house of horror 2017 in parentheses 
Yeah, and then when you go to the next part, halfway through is the second book, which is DC Comics Caval, like Cursed Comics Cavalcade. It starts on page 88. Mm. Yeah, so okay. if you turn... Right. Okay, if, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. if you, if, <laughs> For a second there, I worried. This is off mic you, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right, though. We're here. So <laughs> there are a hundred and about 160 pages of, of comic books Spooky right. pages. Cool. So uh, <laughs> it is a variety, a variety of very short stories. Some, you know, a hand six, so- seven yeah. pages long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And each one telling you a very chilling tale involving your favorite DC comic characters. And sometimes you're not so favorite DC comic characters. No, sometimes they're like, who's that guy again? Oh, yeah, that's right. You know what? There's no Dr. Fate one in here. I was going to, you know. Oh, that would be perfect, too. That's a really good. Point. Oh, man, we're, we're jumping the gun. Oh, but sorry. here we go. Here we go, Travis Rats. Let's let's get into this. I want to I want to ask you really quick. You have sort of indicated. And here's the thing. I knew that this would be a goofy book for us to read. No, no, I know. I know. I th- it feels like I've shown my hand, but I haven't. I was just busting your balls. So so here's what I here's what I here's what I want to know, Travis. <laughs> you have. You've talked about several times that you're an anthology kind of guy. Yes. You're a short story kind of guy. How did you feel about what did you think about this book? What do you think about this idea of cramming all these stories together? First of all, just, I, just I, taking these stories, rolling them up, and cramming them deep within your pumpkin. You're tr- oh, <laughs> my pumpkin, pumping it yeah. right into your pumpkin. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think the premise of this is I was like, of course, this book exists. I don't know why yeah. I didn't look for this because, of course, it exists. It's it's the perfect premise for a major publishing house that has thousands and thousands of stories and thousands right. of characters. And, like, why wouldn't they put out an, a Halloween anthology? So when I saw this, I go, of course. Why have I not, why have I not seen – this is 2017, 2018. Why am I just now hearing about this? Uh, so I think it's a great premise. I love anything – I love anthologies, but I also love when we give creators the license to take a character, not put them in continuity, tell the, a story with them. It, it's as as a writer, I really love it when you put constraints around me. It makes me more creative. Yeah. I feel like it's like okay, you got to tell a Halloween story with Guy Gardner, but you only get in nine pages, pages. <laughs> right. and you're like, what? It has to have a beginning, middle, and end, and a climax, and a rising action, and a resolution, and all this stuff. And it's due on my desk next Monday. Um, and I feel like that's kind of like the assignment that these uh, these writers and artists got, uh, and they handled it differently depending on the writers and art combination but i right. love it it's just it's so much fun i feel like it encapsulates everything that i love about halloween it's just taking things putting a slant onto them and then just like this book is a great um the stories themselves we'll talk about their varying degrees of success, but the premise itself is so perfect for this month. It, oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, I recommend if you live with anyone who likes comics next Halloween, get them this anthology, or if they come out with a new one, get them that one. And then, you know, put them outside on Halloween night with a ba- uh, bag of candy. But hey, will you piss, pass out candy? We piss on candy. We piss on this candy. <laughs> don't, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> we pass up this candy, babe. But you know, I don't want to. You know, I hate passing on candy. Well, I got you this book to read while you do it. And you're like, oh my god, this might be the greatest Halloween ever. <laughs> so I love it's the very premise. much. What do you think? It's uh, you know what I 
the the concept of it, I think, is great. I do love this sort of short story and a twisted short story, right? Mm. Um, and I, I think, like, if you're going to do... I think it would be really hard for me to get into a 22-page scary story about one of these DC characters, right? I think that that's a bridge too far. For you to take me on a 22-page journey where, you know, the one of them is Billy Batson is possessed, right? Like, is it really Shazam or is it just in his head, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, I, I can do that for eight pages or six pages. But, like, doing that for 22 would be very tough. Right, or a whole arc. Right, or a whole story arc. So I do really like the idea of, like, let's put these goofy little stories together. Some of them, like you said, some of them successful, uh, varying degrees of good art in here, but nothing where nothing where I thought I was actually really surprised that there nothing wasn't any like in. yeah nothing was re- a real stinker art wise yeah, yeah, on yeah. here now some of the no. stories weren't weren't great but the art was overall pretty good uh, speaking of which if you are getting into comics you're being exposed to comics by the way guys don't expose yourself on Halloween. Halloween yeah, 101. Do keep it all in there. Keep it right. Yeah. Keep it tight. I know you want to get out there and you want to wear your spandex and you want to wear your tight pants, but just just keep it in, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's a great way. I saw there's some artists in here that I have never seen before. Or I can't remember seeing that I loved. Yeah. And I'm like, holy smokes, this is great art. I would love to see this uh, in a whole story arc. So, it, I mean, I don't know how many short stories there are in there. But I don't think any artists double up. And so you're dealing with like maybe at least 15 new artists that you can get a little peek at. Yeah. Yeah. Not new artists, but like some of them were new to me. Yeah. So let's let's just jump into some of the stories that we thought were successful or that we we thought were good, because I think that this does. I think you and I are both, you know, on the same page that this in concept is a pretty rad idea. Right. Mm. So the the very first story. um, Surprisingly good. Martha Kent? Yeah, I really like the idea of like, okay, so Superman is born, but why would like why would a baby be able to control its ridiculous superpowers? And I think that's not even a baby, that's like a toddler. That's right. Well, that's what I mean. We changed the caveat here a little bit. It's a toddler, but think about it. Do you think Superman during the terrible twos was a cool kid to be around? Right? Like my son between the ages of two and four could be a real pain in the ass, but he didn't have super strength or heat vision. So like, <laughs> just imagine he's got, you know, he, you know, he has super sassiness. He does have super sassiness, but I thought I, I really kind of like this first story of it. And it's just dark enough for like Pa Kent's dying. It like is dead in the, in the hole where the spaceship's at. Well, I think it's, I think it's important to explain that this is the first little short story. And I think it's maybe 10 pages long. Um, yeah. And it's Martha Kent. And I haven't, I'm reading this digitally, so I didn't get to flip through it and see like yeah. how long each issue was. And I didn't really know what the concept of this was. Is it like three issues of a story? Was it snippets of things? And so reading this, I'm like, oh man, I'm spending a lot of time with Martha Kent in here. I'm like, oh, it's just a Martha Kent story. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, what a fun. And I was like, I'm like, Martha Kent is looking pretty milfy in this. Uh, <laughs> and and I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how long can I spend with Martha Kent? And then I'm like, oh, perfect. Perfect amount of time. <laughs> there's, right. There's no more Martha Kent <laughs> at the end of this short story. <laughs> I thought it was a really interesting way to, to kick it off, right? Like you take your most seminal superhero, mm-hmm. right? 
and it's that sort of evil right instead of that red sun treatment where like ooh, let's put him somewhere else so like it's society that makes him evil right like this is a very much like no man superman is just a he's a shitty kid right yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no yeah <laughs> it, it, and um they make him really dark and shadowy um he's yeah. still got the cape on him he's got claw type things um yeah the design of the young Superman as a monster isn't particularly ghoulish or scary, I thought. Uh, but no. I think I think that's one way to ratchet this story up is just to make him a bit more grotesque, um, to make him more of, like, alien. He still right. has that humanoid look to it. But, I, like you said, I think taking one of your staple characters um, and then changing that origin story, it, it, it did remind me of Red Sun a lot. It was like, yeah, what if yeah. he was evil? Or like, what's that? What's that movie that what's his name? Cam, James Gunn came out with. Uh, was it James Gunn? Who no, did like it's the evil. Super, no, I know. It's like the boy who's evil, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't remember what it's called. E- easy. But nerds, I don't know what you're talking easy about. Nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there another one that kind of jumped out for uh, you? I, I, since we're reading digital, should we just flip through and just kind of, if it's, if it stands yeah, out? Yeah, we, okay. we, we can. So the yeah, next yeah. story, the next, next story is a, a Wonder Woman story. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Basically they're doing, I, I love a good Ouija board story. I have a solid Ouija board story. I would need an entire another podcast to tell. Uh, but I like the aspect of bringing in this creepy idea of the Ouija board. But what uh, these kids summon is this, amazonian uh warrior bloodthirsty warrior from the past so this child gets possessed by the spirit of this uh bloody amazon warrior and it turns out at the end to be the one the only who josh wonder woman wonder woman (laughs) and that's another interesting take on this book that's when you realize that's two stories in a row where we have had a our hero our titular hero become the titular villain. So you're like, oh, there's, there's no, there's no, it's this. I think at first people might think this anthology is like, we're going to take spooky arcs or spooky issues from books that already exist and just kind of cut, right. cut and paste them. This is when you realize, oh no, this is kind of, these are like really one-off things by the time you get I to did, the second one. I thought this was kind of an interesting story. The idea that, you know, um, the only thing that doesn't track, and this is the thing that I thought was, so it was hard to read whether the story was um, like them as like Wonder Woman is 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 evil or Wonder Woman is protecting this girl. The very first thing where she murders all of her friends at the sleepover, I was like, okay, well, that doesn't track with the rest of the story. The rest of the story is like her protecting herself from men who are trying to harm her, right? Her father, the police officer, who's only trying to help her, actually. But um, Yeah, but he's but like fa- a dude Basically, he ends up, she ends up killing a bunch of innocent people, but then at the end, she takes down this... Wait, is it her dad? Yeah, she goes back and, and yeah. it's her dad that obviously right, her dad who, abusing her. Yeah, who abused her. And so, like, that part tracks. The only thing that, the only thing that I thought was the a little friends. weird is that she murdered all of her friends and so yeah. then i so then i go like oh well is is wonder woman then okay then she's just a bloodthirsty amazon as opposed to she's like jaded. she's right jaded. you got your mama's <laughs> eyes but you uh yeah i love the art but, in this one too this was by the art on this one is uh bill quest evely b i bill quest yeah i think evely i liked it I, I, the colors in this were great by matt uh lopes yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's uh, all kind of uh these 
uh, earthy tones and stuff like that. Really cool. Uh, the next one was a my least favorite character in the DC universe. Yeah, me too. Uh, Harley Quinn. It's not like a look in the Batman cartoon. Harley Quinn. Great. Yeah, great. But then there's just something Mr. about. J. Yeah, there's just something about that character going from the com- going going from the television screen into the comics where it just doesn't do it for me. And I really didn't love this uh, this Harley Quinn story. You know what? I, I, I thought her I will say this, though. I've read some Harley Quinn stuff where she's been in some Suicide Squad books. And then her I read a couple of her own series in the New 52. Uh, and I thought her dialogue. <laughs> I thought her dialogue in this wasn't as nauseating as it normally is. I feel like it, it was. It was somewhere between the cartoon version and the Suicide Movie Squad version. There were a couple of decent pop culture references, which Harley Quinn is always spitting out, um, that I thought that made me giggle. I'm trying to find them, but I probably won't in, in time. Um, yeah. the, the oh, art- You need me. It'll be just like in the movies. Uh, let me do it. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay, you need me. It'll be just like in the movies. I'm Bonnie to This is horrible. I'm Bonnie to your Clyde. The Alabama to your Clarence. I love the uh, true romance uh, <laughs> uh, plug in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, the art was okay. I the it a was a consistent. Yeah, from panel to panel. I think the inks are what threw me off in it. I did like sort because of the she's spectral a phantom the whole time, a spectral phantom the whole time. Right. So the colors really play a, a large role in you understanding that. Right. And I thought that was kind of interesting, but and they do was, have her dressed up in the old uh, Harley Quinn costume. It's not the new one. So I thought they that do. was a good choice. They do. Uh, so, you know, that one, that one, I didn't love it. It was OK. Um, it was very much like, ooh, she's a ghost from Arkham. I'm like, oh, that's. And also it's like, I think one of the reasons I, I one of the things I found about this, I realized I don't like the character is just the overt, uh, overly sexualized to like get nerds off of the character <laughs> you know it's like yeah every everything is sexual innuendos everything is like yeah and i'm just like oh my god it's a lot i guess that's her character though so if you don't like that yeah yeah, yeah. uh so the next story is a um it's called the last joker laugh. or it's the batman is insane yep my last laugh plot by uh keith griffin script by nick cutter and yeah keith, keith- is the art yeah, Keith Giffen writes a lot of these these uh, stories in this first book. So Keith Giffen's reading a, uh, is reading a bunch of them. Uh, although the script is actually Nick Cutter's doing the script on this one. Um, this was interesting. I didn't love it, but I like the idea that uh, Batman isn't a really a Batman. He's just a crazy guy um, in a in a weird. It's weird how specific the bat mask is, although everything else is really shitty that he's wearing later on. It's funny now that I'm going back and flipping through these together. They really start off the book with their heavy hitters. And the further you get into the anthology, you get more and more of like the lesser known uh, DC characters. I mean, we're right, starting off right. with. Do you have another child? That's uh, that's my cat. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear that the cranky meows is it of a black cat, because that would be very appropriate. It's my black and white cat. So if you hear the cranky meows of an 18-year-old cat, you know that, that it's my it's mine. Mm, smell <laughs> that piss-covered couch. Mm, <laughs> I'm in uh, so I this one was it was kind of an interesting premise, mm-hmm. which I think would be which I think would be this is the one where I read, I'm like, oh, that would be an interesting one to explore 
at a larger rate in a bigger Elseworlds story. Right. That you could spend a little more time on. It yeah. felt it felt cramped in here. So basically what we have is Batman uh, and he's loading a gun at the beginning and he's, I don't know, reflecting on things. He, you could tell he's having a crisis of the soul night. Um, and he's thinking about the Joker and he's going flashing back to events. And we realize at the end that Bruce Wayne has been both Batman and the Joker the whole time, which I think is very on point with the way that some writers have written Batman as like, Oh, he it's the Batman and Joker are, are opposite sides of the same coin. And this rendition seems to put them in the same body. The really cool and like powerful scene in this is at the end. I mean, you, you kind of get that. You understand that that's the point before you get to the end. But when you get yeah. to the end, he's putting the gun in his mouth or he's po- pointing the gun at himself to commit suicide. Bruce Wayne is. Um, and then they pan over to the closet and you see the he has the Joker wig in there, the makeup, uh, the clown white grease paint and the hat. And then pow. It ends with the gunshot yeah. where he kills himself. It's a very good, like, the pow is good. It very like it's, a, it's one of the darkest stories. It is one of the darkest stories. However, my, oddly, my favorite story from the first book might, might be this, this one, uh, The Blackest Day. And <laughs> I great think, title. Yeah, yeah. I think I love it for the pure cheesiness of it. Uh, again, Keith Giffen on plot, and then you've got Scott Collins' art. I love, I love the this art Batman. I love this Batman. I love the art in here. I love the idea that it's essentially a uh a you know a Green Lantern device where he's at the uh the Justice League satellite and uh zombies. And every superhero is zombie. <laughs> so it starts Basically, with uh, Flash uh, uh, tra- uh, teleports into the, the satellite uh, base and they're like, what's wrong with you, buddy? <laughs> right. And he's and essentially he like, people. yeah. And so essentially Batman is a zombie and the Green Lantern has to fight all of these different zombies in the Justice League Tower. Uh, he gets his finger ripped off by Zombie Flash and loses zombie his ring. Zombie Flash is such a great design. One of the best lines in here was when Zombie Flash has a, uh, a piece of intestine sticking out of his mouth, and you just see yeah. from outside the panel, uh, uh, Green Lantern's like, is that, oh, Jesus, Barry, put that down, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Batman's intestine, right? Like, it's it's a very interesting. I really I really like this one. It's super cheesy. It's super short, and essentially he, uh, in order to kill the Flash, uh, it essentially says like three weeks later, Superman returns home to discover that he was the last survivor of a dead planet again. I thought that was a really great script ending. Uh, on that. yeah like it takes this funny thing and it's just like oh let's just blow up the the universe in like this really funny way but end it in like kind of like where it began it began right with superman coming to this and then it, it if you had to tell the end of the justice league in eight pages it's not a bad it's not a bad way to right. do it honestly right. <laughs> i thought it was interesting little and i think really the reason i, I think the art on this one was just superb yeah. I did love that Hal Jordan looked great. Batman's costume looked great. I did really dig that. Dude, the that art whole... in this book, as I'm, as we're flipping through it, is it's on point, man. I think this the art in this book is is pretty solid. 
Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, the next story, let's 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 pick up the pace Stray on this arrow. one. Yep. Next one is a Green Arrow one. He's a terrible vigilante, just killing everybody. Uh, and maybe vigilante. Maybe he's not even a vigilante. He's just a. He's like a weird like uh, Netflix thriller gorm uh guy where he like he captures a woman and puts her in a cage and that woman ends up being black Mary. but surprise at the end just uh i think there's a movie that does the exact same thing it's like she was the one manipulating him the whole time you think that she he has put her in a cage and is going to like trap her or keep her but then we find out that black canary actually had planned this the whole time he ends up she ends up killing him and we're like it's a very um usual suspects ending Right, right. It wasn't bad. Didn't love it. Uh, it was, didn't seem it, was, it okay. wasn't very scary. Yeah. It wasn't very scary. You know, it didn't seem Halloween enough. Um, yeah. The next story was also my not least great. Favorite. My least favorite. Yeah, this this was a two faced story. Um, Honestly, I might have skimmed through this one because it was so bad. Art wasn't great. It, it just didn't make a whole. It wasn't good. No. Uh, essentially people getting their faces ripped off. Didn't love it. Um, That's like so two faces. Yeah. 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 So the next, the, the next one is, uh, possession of Billy Batson and essentially it's punk rock. Billy Batson. Uh, amazing design on punk rock. Billy Batson. He looks I like do. a fat version of the guy from Roseanne and big bang theory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name? I don't remember, but the guy, you, you know, know Roseanne, Big Bang Theory guy. <laughs> the, the yeah, only yeah, guy yeah. He's been both those shows. Except for the yeah, movie. and so essentially he gets this, he gets the letter of Shazam. He keeps seeing it. He won't say it. People keep telling him to say Shazam. Uh, he runs into punk rock girl, um, and he keeps seeing the word Shazam everywhere. Uh, and he essentially it. It's like Beetlejuice. If they never yeah. said Beetlejuice three times, and that's where the movie ended, <laughs> right? It. I thought it was a good. It was a good idea, but yeah, it didn't yeah. play out. It didn't play out very well. Right. Uh, and then hey, we Josh, get to the next. Can you just say one time, just make sure nothing happens over on that side? Just I'm someone looking at your screen. You. You want me to say Beetlejuice or Shazam? Uh, let's do Shazam, and then followed by Beetlejuice, and we'll see if whichever one shows up. Shazam. No. Shazam. Good. Shazam. Yep. Nothing. Be- Beetlejuice. 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 Hey, oh, hey there, brother. <laughs> nice fucking model. <laughs> oh, man. Who oh, knew? Uh, that one worked better. Yeah. Um, so then we flip to uh, the next group of stories. And so let's let's just go, Travis. What yeah. was one that, it, as you flip through it, uh, Swamp, Swamp Thing, Thing kicks it off. Swamp Thing, always great to see anyone's rendition. We always talk about people's renditions of Swamp Thing. This, and this is, is very, a good, like, the bulky, like almost like mid nineties uh, swamp thing. He's got extra pockets on him. The equivalent yeah, he, of pockets. He, he does. You can't, you never see his feet, um, but he has a bunch of pockets. But at the same time, very forgettable. I don't even remember kind of what the story was. It's called swamp thing the spread, but I don't really remember what kind of what it was, but like the art was interesting on it. It's always great to see a rendition of swamp thing. Even if it's only for six pages, the next one was, uh, uh Oh, this was the, um, uh, the girl. Well, here's the thing. It was just a Swamp Thing story because Swamp Thing stories are spooky. Mm. So it it wasn't it, it was just a short Swamp Thing story, which doesn't give you enough time to tell a Swamp Thing story because it wasn't any scarier than anything else. He essentially uh, has to like kill all the this. This girl is bad. She's going to be the she's going to be the red. Right. She's mm-hmm. going to cause the red to kill everything. So he has to like it, 
I'm converting the natural flora in her body to grow a variety of grasses. And like, it's weird. All the grass comes out of her. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a very swamp. It's just a swamp thing story. Yeah. And also uh, this person does the, uh, their best uh, Alan Moore writing impression. There are no tripping birds, no flitting, buzzing bugs, only the sounds right. of ripping, rendering and grunting the smell of freshly torn plant flesh and hot, heavy breath. It All is right. very Alan Moore. Alan Moore wants his words back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next story I really, dug the art in the next one uh i th- i thought it was this is probably the creepiest looking art that art it's almost like it's very pencil it yeah, looks like exactly. colored pencils very, very uh yeah There's it's a very lot soft of, a lot of uh, pencil residue on this bad boy and it's it's a batman story where batman uh where the killer is not who you think it is but who figures it out batman does batman does. is this might be one of the shortest stories too or it feels really short. I don't know if it is, but One, I did like two, that. I... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight pages. I did like the Batman. I thought the Batman was an interesting character. But I think the thing again is it wasn't a scary story. It was a Batman story that I think would have been better at 22 pages. Right. There's a little I guess there's like maybe the, the, a, the girl, the girl in this, the antagonist is very intriguing as a character. Right. Like maybe there's a like. It just seemed like a Batman story, maybe a little darker than normal Batman story, but it didn't seem it di- like the So if we're switching from one book where everything is kind of a twisted take, mm-hmm. this book isn't as twisted when yeah, we get to this it's part called of Gore it. Hound, And basically there's a serial killer is this young girl who basically stages what would be considered like movie esque uh, serial killings of characters, uh, which and now she's in Arkham. I would love to see this character um right i thought it was a, this thing it was and yeah and used in a larger arc i agree with you i agree with you completely gorehound especially her design it's very like um suicide girl uh yeah type of thing which is it's, it's hip with the kids now josh it's, it's right up your alley uh my number one google search <laughs> in 20 in in 2008 my number <laughs> travis's 2008 number one google search. suicide girls tasteful um, i always put tasteful in front of it it makes me feel like I'm less pervy. Yeah. Uh, so again, I think what we're seeing the next story is a good Wonder Woman story. It is a good Wonder I Woman like story. This. I didn't think I was gonna like this one. I'll tell you why I like this. The design of the monster in this, like the succubus uh, yeah. mermaid monster, was brilliant. The, the fact you mean the siren? The siren. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the siren. Yes. Um, it, also, the art is fantastic on this one. It yes. really is really good. It's uh, Victor Ibanez on art. Uh, Wonder Woman looks really great. Really creepy, the art in this for the, the the scary parts. Wonder Woman looks fantastic. This might be one of the best Wonder, Wonder Woman things I can remember seeing. I mean, when she has like this scene right here, Josh, where she's got a cup, her Wonder Woman's yeah. face cupped in her hands. Yeah. Just beautiful. It's, it is, I thought, again, this is just a really good Wonder Woman story. Yeah. Like, Wonder, it, Wonder Woman's dialogue is really good in this too. It doesn't sound overly like... Um, pathos like uh i am from the athenian god you know right and i do like the idea that she doesn't it's this interesting thing like well i'm not gonna kill her i'm not gonna kill the siren i'm gonna put the siren somewhere else uh that's the weird piece is that the siren doesn't let her kill her yep and then it ends up full circle at the end and it's kind of creepy three panel like it starts all over again and we see this horrific drawing of the siren's face uh, I, right that might be one of my, i haven't picked my favorite yet honestly uh and that one might be up there I, I, like i think 
I think this is probably a good beginning, middle, end one. This tells a really good full story. It's a good short story. Um, but again, it's not a how do we get super, super creepy. And then the next one, buddy. Uh, I'm just gonna why? Tell you. I know. Don't don't say it because we can't I, have the same favorite one, bro. <laughs> I, I love I it, look. I just love Guy Gardner. Why are Guy Gardner... these guys writing and drawing this as a series? <laughs> it's the perfect fit. This is the this is my favorite rendition of Guy Gardner. There is. Right. So Riley Rossmo did uh he did uh the redo one of the many redos of uh um Constantine. So he did a Hellblazer yeah. run where it was really wacky Cartoon, and maybe yeah. maybe too wacky for Hellblazer, but holy shit if it isn't perfect for Guy Gardner Space Cop, right? Like Guy oh, Gardner so who's just who's just trying to go on vacation, man. He just wants to go on vacation. <laughs> when he's like in the force field and yeah. he's got this like it looks like he's in uh like a womb. Um, yeah. right here. Yeah. Is it's priceless. I do love like so I Travis I, I like it's very much there's this video game uh Earthworm Jim. Oh, no, there's this it does look like Earthworm Jim, but that's not. There's a video game where like you are in a mall and you're fighting zombies and you essentially use what other weapons you can find around a mall. Like a to chili, kill. Like chili fries? Yeah, like uh like a like a mall babe loves chili fries. <laughs> uh but but like Everything he uses his ring for in this is just he uses a he makes a bowling ball. He makes a gun. He does a lawnmower and like runs over the zombies with a lawnmower. Like everything about this is just it's I don't know how they didn't get like a complete like Guy Gardner Green Lantern run off of this. It's so it's so great for that alone. Like that's what I want to see. I want to see Guy Gardner making like funny ways to kill people with his ring. (laughs) Who has who, like who has the best uh, Green Lantern costume? Guy Gardner does. It's like the, a z- zombie the kill weird the, zombie kill of the week. It says Guy Gardner Green Lantern kill of the week. <laughs> like he's got this. It's like a sleeveless green leather jacket. It's yeah. so good. And they didn't do the bowl cut here. Very very smart idea. Yeah. Give him the give him a little like George Clooney uh, <laughs> cut. His eyebrows are so expressive in this. It is. This was this was a fun one. Uh, I really dug the idea his of like take up like like two like three fourths of his face, and they just are so expressive. Yeah, yeah. A really good one. Uh, um, next one I don't have a lot to say on. It was not one of my favorites. It is the um, again, it not a scary story. Just a just Etrigan, a demon story. Yeah, Etrigan yeah just demon. Etrigan story. Yeah, yeah um, so we could probably skip that one. I didn't look bad. I just didn't love. I just didn't love it. No, um, I, I always love seeing like how like a writer handles the poetry of Etrigan. <laughs> yeah, how they uh, rhyme stuff. You know, that would be. Would that be your? If you were to write, would you want to have some fun writing the poetry of Etrigan? Would that? Uh, would that I be would. Your... I would. I would. I, you know, what? I don't want to be the writer of it. I want to be the editor. So what I'd want to do berate people who are like, what is this? This isn't what are the what are, what's your foot? What's your meter on this? Come on. If I were gonna use Etrigan, he would only speak in ICP lyrics. Like <laughs> <laughs> he'd be a juggalo. <laughs> he'd be a juggalo. Like for some reason, that's just that's the that's what he's instead of speaking in like Shakespearean iambic pentameter, he would just he would speak that's in juggalo. Not bad. Do, does DC own the rights? Because you know there's some juggalo comics. Does DC oh, I'm own sure the I doubt. <laughs> I doubt they're I doubt they're DC. The next one is essentially uh, Superman having nightmares. Uh, I thought again, interesting Superman story, not particularly spooky Halloween. 
Um, but I thought kind of an interesting villain. Interesting. Yeah. A, 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 it seems like a hugely powerful villain that they kind of like use in this kind of throwaway story. I don't know about, not right. about Superman, uh, Superman lore, but this is apparently a, a villain who is trapped in the Phantom Zone who comes back as like nightmares for Clark. Right. I thought it was a really interesting one. I enjoyed it. Uh, the next green, next one's a Green Lantern one. Um, no, Green Arrow. Green Arrow. I'm sorry. Not, not Green Lantern. Not, not a great one. We could probably skip that one. It's just yeah, like not a great one. Yeah. Art and, good. Story, not so yeah, much. Art, yeah, a, solid, solid, solid yeah. app, so, solid uh, uh, anatomy work. I can't, you know, Oliver Quinn. I want I want those abs, brother. Um, the last story is it the last one? It feels like the last yeah, one as I I'm flipping so. through it. Um, eh, I like the story of it. I thought it was. A, no, I think it's not it, the again, last one, but it's it's close. Interesting, <laughs> uh, interest, interesting idea. Don't love uh, like Black Bolt. It's a, I actually think I think Black Bolt can be an interesting character. Black Lightning, sorry, or Black Lightning can be an interesting character. Uh, but it was a weird pairing. It was like, okay, so you're gonna take two characters that don't get a lot of time and put them together. Um, but I thought the monster was an interesting way to do it. I thought, I thought like, look, it and putting it in Japan, like a different place was the kind yeah, of way to make and it different. Katana being able to use her soul sword. Uh, interesting. Um, uh, monster, really creepy design. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, the, this, the next one is a Solomon Grundy one. I actually like that one. I liked, uh, I liked Rob, which Robin is this supposed to be? I think it's Damien. Damien. Yeah. Um, I liked the villain in this. Really creepy. I, I feel like a very, oh, Pigman. Like I feel like a very appropriate uh, Robin villain, even though this is a Solomon Grundy story. I feel like it's um, a, a nice like. This is the kind of adventure that I feel like a Robin would team up with a Solomon Grundy on. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? Give me a Robin pairing up with a bunch of like not Batman, but just give me Robin helping everybody else out. Like, give me a run where Robin has wacky little adventures in Gotham with a, with a, with a series of, he rocks in Gotham all night all long, swinging and a fighting and a singing down, down. <laughs> right. I like, it's just goofy enough. He's saving some kids. He's like fighting, uh, Mr. Pigman or whatever his name is. Dr. Pigman. Is Pig he a, vomit. he's a doctor. Pig vomit. WNBC. <laughs> <laughs> uh then a really goofy story about zatanna and helping it's like, an odd way to end it yeah it the zatanna story was probably the the weakest the story and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah story, the yeah. corniest but one funny like it, it seems like a, you, you could you could read your kid this one yeah yeah that was probably a good all ages a good all ages spook at the end if yeah. you will Right. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to bring that up later in the in the in a few minutes here. An all ages spook. But go an ahead. All ages spook. So I you know, overall, I think the I think the first book was Stronger. far more twisted and scarier. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe scarier is not the word, but far more Halloween ish. The second book I thought had when it had a it had good Creative stories yeah. and some good stories. Um, but mixed in with some stinkers in the second one. Yeah. So the the last like three or four stories in this anthology, this double up anthology, like you're 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 ready for it at the end by the time it ends. Uh, yeah. But when it starts and you're reading this before bed and it's two weeks before Halloween and the air is changing and people got pumpkins out and, you know, your kids are getting their costumes on like it fits really well with the time. Yeah. Of the year. It's 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 a good um 
I wouldn't, I think this wouldn't be a bad one to read and flip through again and go like, oh, I want to read these good bits on Halloween. And there's stories you can go, you could definitely go back. And if I were going to read this again, I could be like, all right, I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to skip this one. Or like if your uh, quarter is ending Thursday on Halloween, like mine is, can I just, can I just snapshot these pages off? like for like one story off my iPad and then print them out for the kids to, to do like plot charting. too. <laughs> I think you could, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I think there's a, I think there's like a limited license as a, as a educator that you could use with those kids. Perfect. I just screenshot each page and turn them into a, <laughs> and do a nice, a nice color PDF. You do, baby. <laughs> It's called uh, Classroom. Find it on iTunes. <laughs> so I, 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 I some DIY, some DIY attitude. Like, DIY, like you might get sued shit. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Let's, let's, I think it's successful in what it's trying to do for the most part. There's a couple stories that aren't great. There's some couple knock it out of the park, pretty great stories in there. Design is good. There are some things where, you know, this last book, a couple ones are like, oh, that would just be a good, I would give me 22 pages of that. Yeah, give yeah. me a full, give me a full book of that one. And that would be, that'd be fun to go do. And, um, and like I said, I recommended someone who's picking up comics anyways, and they see this on the shelf and October, don't read this outside October. Please don't read this outside yeah. October. Don't read this in July. Yeah. Don't, it's definitely, it is an October yeah. read. You uh, gotta be, you gotta be in the spooky mood. Too. It's honestly digital is like what, like six, nine, or something like that i want to say yeah i wasn't bad on digital for like 160 pages of story and, uh, and the sc- stories you don't like they'll be over before you know it or you could skip right. or skim through it's if you're a comic book fan and you want to see it's a great way to pick up new artists too honestly yeah it was a great way to see yeah. a good uh, like a bunch of good art i think there were only maybe two artists in the whole thing where i didn't really like what they were doing and for me like that's a major part of it right if an artist is a stinker i'm like eh, i don't need to read that one uh so, Travis, here's what I want to know. It begs the question, doesn't it? It begs several questions. But the first question I want to ask you, sir, uh, which of these was your favorite story? Which of these was your favorite story? Mm. Uh, my favorite story is I'm going to have to say, I, you know, what? I'm going to have to go with that second Wonder Woman story where she has to um, uh, battle that siren. Um I thought the tone of that was fantastic. I liked how so many of the panels in that short story were underwater. And it was like yeah. Wonder Woman, like out of her element uh, and really struggling. Like this this kind of one-off little villain monster really gave her a run. Um, I love how her compassion uh, that she shows this thing uh, ends up being to her demise. And the cycle starts over again. And I love the art in this. I think it's from some, some of my favorite wonder woman and I don't read enough wonder woman. And I just, I just love this artist's take on, on her design. So yeah. I would say that would be my favorite story, both for story and art purposes. I, I would agree with you. That's a very good one. And thank you because that lets me pick. I know <laughs> that lets me pick my boy, my boy, Guy Gardner and his zombie his like zombie uh, Rick and Morty adventure. <laughs> right. It is. It was super fun. It looked great. It was super colorful. I lo- one. I love Guy Gardner mm. Two, I love the slap sticky nature of embracing how ridiculous of an item the lantern ring is and just being like, well, 
you could just shoot power beams or if i'm guy gardner i'm gonna make a lawnmower with it and i'm gonna run over these zombies with my lawnmower it's so stupid yeah it's so like but a it's lawnmower, perfect a lawnmower is such, it's such a dad thing to make too for uh, right powering. right like give me give me this give me a whole series of these guys doing guy gardner um uh, quick side question if you can give the yeah. power ring to any uh celebrity or or if you give the power ring to any fictional pop culture character who do you think would make the most uh fun or enjoyable oh, uh, man. uses of their power uh well uh, what's his name uh army of darkness guy uh Ash. <laughs> Yeah, I think Fantastic. he would. Yeah, yeah. I, he'd he'd make, and I guess I'm keeping it spooky. I think he'd make the oh, he'd good. make good he'd make good use of it. I'm gonna go very similar <laughs> to the Guy Gardner line. I'm gonna go Bill and Ted. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, just yeah, yeah without having I wonder, this too much. Do you think that's why? Uh, do you think it's just the pure '90s attitude, like that '80s '90s attitude of Guy Gardner that yeah, I just that, that like, made me think about that? Yeah, yeah. That we're going like to we went we both went like between like 1991 and 1994, <laughs> right? I just do love like like even in the Superman dies, Guy Gardner's like in the he's death of Superman. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's Guy, a, Guy Gardner's. He's, a, he's got attitude. Yeah, I, he's like the bass pa- player who got thrown out of every grunge band in Seattle. Oh, <laughs> he's just man. bitter about it. Let me give me the give me that guy Gardner <laughs> played um, by Mark Wahlberg in the next movie. <laughs> oh no no Mike Mike right now no I was because I, uh, I was thinking of that movie Rockstar where he was like, you know who should you know who fans. should what's his Matthew Lillard <laughs> oh my dude five years of podcasting and that might be the most brilliant bit of casting you have ever made but is he too old at this point. He is now. You'd have to go back to Scream era Matthew Scream Lillard. Hackers? Yes. M- Matthew Lillard mixed with Scream Matthew Lillard would be fantastic. Cheers to that. <laughs> Spookatoff to you, my sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So we've got our favorite stories out of it. I would say like the other one that I really liked in that second book, the Batman one in that second book, it looks beautiful. I want to see more of that character. Um, I want to see more of, I think that's what the second book offers is it gives you like something you want more of. The first book is very much like, oh, okay, I get it. Oh, that was creepy. Glad it's done. There's some stories in the second book where you're like, oh, let's explore that. Let's play in this. Let's play with that more. You forgot what probably is also a great one too. It's the satellite. Uh, yeah, that one's really good. One. That one's good. That that one's good. I do like the art in that one a lot. Yeah. All right. So Travis, you, let's just say. You're given the book. You get to pick your. So here's what. Do you want to flip it to say any? Do you want to yeah, open the that's, water? That's that. That's like you're. I see where you're going. I, do you see Halloween ain't going to work for me? I got to go. No, like, I think I think we got to open up. I think we got to open up the world. I'm going to say like who if you had to do a spooky book, a spooky book with a superhero, give it to me. Who Who's it going to so, be? Uh, he used the term a spook for all ages earlier. Uh, yeah, and that's what I, this Halloween I've been watching a lot of. Spooks are you doing a Nick ages. Fury? Are you giving us a? Are you giving no, us a no, Nick? No, 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 <laughs> not that kind of spook. No, no. Not a CIA. I, I, I like. I like. I. Uh, I rewatched um, Monster Squad. I rewatched Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh. Uh, I rewatched uh, Lost Boys, and I also read our boy um, uh, Godletsky's um, oh. uh, Lost Boys. Did you ever read that? Oh. No, I did not. No, yeah, I heard it was. It, it's no. good. It's a good Halloween book as well. Uh, yeah. I, I read, I I read like eight Halloween books, dude. <laughs> That's great. Um, and so I'm like, oh man, I really like the, I really love 
Maybe it's nostalgic, but I really love the Halloween stories that work for all ages. That yeah. are uh, have a, a nice kid broth, but with yeah. some spicy, spooky ingredients thrown in. Like a bit yeah. of spicy, spooky sausage in there. So you're like, ooh, is that too spicy for kids? Don't worry. It's not the whole, it's not the whole soup. It's, it's just the, a little bite. It's not the whole gumbo. All right? Yeah. So mine is this. I reached my thing. I want a short uh, story, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Okay? And now here's, okay. here's my premise. Okay? I've thought about right. this. Remember, uh, you ever watched Darkwing Duck? Yeah, yeah. So Darkwing Duck. We know, you better know, watch out, you bad, bad guys. Boys. Darkwing bad boys. Duck. Yeah. Uh, Giz, uh, Gizmo? Yes. Not Gizmo. Yeah. Uh, Launchpad. Launchpad. But he's not Launchpad. He's uh, Launchpad McQuack. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but he turns into whatever the robo thing he does. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Giz, Giz, is it, Giz, it, uh, it's, there's some play on ducks in the, in the, in with the, the thing. Anyways, yeah. Megavolt. One of my favorite villains. In okay, there. yeah. He's the one who does this. So I don't know how it's going to be into it. It has to be quick, right? So Megavolt has somehow replaced all the uh, candles in these jack-o'-lanterns with these light bulbs that turn them into, um, what's the word? Um, Like uh, living living, living jack-o'-lanterns that terrorize Mega City. So Darkwing and um, uh, uh, Gosselin. His uh, adopted daughter yeah. have to go out and stop all these. So it starts with them like carving pumpkins. Uh, here's what I think because we thought we were going to have to write the first lines of it, but I'm like, I'm not writing the first lines of this. Uh, it's Darkwing has this ego. And so he and Launch, that Gizmo Launchpad character are yeah. um, judging a Jack Lantern uh, carving contest. And since everyone's carving everyone, all the heroes but Darkwing, Darkwing's like, I hate Halloween, I hate pumpkins. And then yeah. it turns out it's replaced, and now he has to go and squash all these pumpkins. All right, I can dig that. I, it's very. I do like the. Uh, you went all ages. I'm. Yeah, I'm yeah. a fan. I went all, the other. The other version of the pumpkin attack was there was this movie in the early '90s called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Um, yeah, and I wanted to do Attack of the Killer Pumpkins, but I think, I do I like think the- that's a volume. <laughs> <laughs> that takes much more than a short story um i think if you're gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna escape the dc and i'm gonna go marvel and i think if you do a halloween story one you got to keep it a kid and who's our favorite superhero kid spider peter parker. peter parker halloween there's a halloween dance there's goblin you got green goblin right in there hobgoblin yeah. green goblin uh, hob always hobgoblin never green goblin uh so you've got a halloween t- dance did you just make a new t-shirt I think so. Always hob, never green. <laughs> Always hob, never gob. That's it, baby. Find it on so, comicexposure.com merchandise. Uh, so always hobgoblin, never green goblin. And I think you do a, a Peter Parker. There's a Halloween dance at school. Uh, he is he's dressed up as another superhero, right? Like he goes and he's dressed as um like Cyclops, like 90 Cyclops, right? Like that's his Halloween he's costume. The, he's got the boof. That's what I'm saying. He's got, he's got the hair. Yeah, he's got the right. hair for it. And so his Halloween costume is, uh, is Cyclops. Um, but he's at the dance. Hobgoblin shows up or like uh, something, someone possess, like there's something about, that possesses let's, let's a principal. The, the dance is overdone. Let's say that his school is running a haunted house. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's you not know, bad. Yeah. 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 
Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. So there's or, a, there's or a haunted hayride house. or a haunted hayride or some shit in the haunted middle of New York. <laughs> Go ahead. I do a haunted hayride in the middle. That's just funny enough for like <laughs> for like it to be like they would never do that. But I do like the idea of like we close down Fifth to yeah. put <laughs> a haunted hayride on. Uh, but I think I think like he's your perfect entryway. He's a young character. He would be out on Halloween, right? Uh, and he would be perfectly fine wearing a Halloween costume. Maybe it's not Cyclops. Maybe he's like, maybe Aunt May bought him a hobo costume. Like, and he can't tell her he the, doesn't. The thing, like the ugliest superhero. And he's like, he's concerned about girls, you know? So he has to like go as, I'm, I'm the thing. I'm the, like, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Or I, but he I, says he wants to be the thing and she buys him John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> Or man thing, she gets man a man thing. thing. Yes. He wants he wants to be the thing, but instead he gets the he's got the weird things coming off. Of, he's got the big roots coming off his yeah. face. But either way, I think I think he's your entryway into a fun Halloween story in the Marvel universe. But you want a gory one? Do Wolverine and zombies? Wolverine just slicing up some zombies, baby. Yeah, if you want to go like a dark, gory. Wolverine does have that the vampire character named Bloodscream. That he fights you, a lot. You make you make all of the X Men zombies, and Wolverine is in the uh, the war room fighting. Is that, is that too close to Marvel Zombies, though? It probably is, but yeah, yeah. Deadpool I can't help obviously it could have a fun Halloween yeah. thing. But like, I'm sure. But I think exists. it's I think it's it's too on the nose. Yeah, it's, it's too, too on the, on the nose. nose. You know what? I'm more on the beak. More on the beak. Or Fantastic Four Halloween, the family with the kids. I was thinking about that too. That crossed my mind. They're 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 handing out candy in what it's not it's not Avengers Tower, Baxter, the Baxter Building, the Baxter Building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're the one of the one of the villains has infiltrated the the building as a trick or treater or something like that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What give us give us the script, man? <laughs> Marvel. Not Marvel, if you want to compete with with uh, this DC comic stuff, give really? us the scripts. We'll be Keith. We'll be your Keith Giffen, exactly. and we'll write. We'll write every one of these bad boys yeah. for you. We'll be um, uh, Peter Griffin too, as well. <laughs> uh, so, favorite panel, Travis. Favorite panel. Oh, it's gonna man. be tough. Oh man, I just off the top of my head, I'm gonna have to go with Flash eating guts. I mean that you just you can't beat it. Uh, but there's so many. I I could literally go through this into the pa- favorite panel in every story. Flash eating guts off the top of my head uh, is probably uh, uh, the go for me. That's a good one. I do like the pow uh, where where Batman shoots himself. That's oh, a really very good, good one. Very avant garde to pick a a, a text uh, as a. Uh, I thought yeah, that one was really interesting because behind it you see the the smile from the cream, like the face paint that he's got going it made, on. It made an impression. That one stuck in my head a lot more than some of these other stories because of a panel like that. Right, and then I do for some reason there's a there's the one Batman story with the with the with the girl murderer, and uh, there's a where is it? It's like a it's a zoom in on his face. Um, it's all and it's. It's all hacky. It's his teeth. Yeah. yeah, it's his teeth. And you, you can see him like. Yep. I was looking at that earlier. Yep. Yeah. I see him I'm right there. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one, too. Yeah. that That's a really good panel. It's like page uh, 101 on your digital reader, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so this was a spooktacular, spooktacular 
little uh, little jaunt that we did. I'm Vincent Price. Welcome to our spooktacular <laughs> comic exposure episode. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Um, but uh, I I had a good little time reading this little little uh, collection of scary stories. You know, here's the thing about Halloween: it comes and goes too fast, man. I wish every month could be October. I love the weather. I love the comics. I love What's the, the weather like vibes. in Japan in October? It's nice, What's... man. It's nice. Right. Look, I'm wearing a, a a hoodie with sleeves cut off it. <laughs> And it's tie dye. It, it says I'm cozy, but I'm also yet, yet hip. Yet hip. Yeah. No, not at all. It's, no, no, it's your it's your guy. It's your guy gardener sweatshirt. I wouldn't even go. Take, I wouldn't even go take the trash out in this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was fun. It was it was a good one. We 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 had. I read about like I said about eight spooky comics. This was really the the year I read so many spooky comics, Josh. That's a lot. So that's a lot many. of spooky comic books, Ben. Uh, that's a lot. And uh, it was fun, man. It was fun. Um. Uh yeah, I love it. I love it all. I love Halloween. Halloween. I'm your uh, man. someone. Someone posted Superman versus Alien on Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, I think I want to find that and read <laughs> and read Superman versus, versus Alien." Alien the first right. that was solid. yeah. I've I've seen that, but Superman versus Alien. I'm like, huh. All right. Like How do not, you do I that? It's not much of a fight, right? But it seems kind of fun. It'd be a, kind of fun. a brood episode with the X-Men could be go- cool. They're kind of creepy. Like make them like the aliens, like the xenomorphs type yeah, of thing and yeah. put them in, trap them in a spaceship. Yeah. Or War- you could use the Wolverine in like a, 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 a astronaut little bu- fishbowl. <laughs> yeah. Who are the guy? What are the underground ones in the, in X-Men? The, the, the Morlocks. Morlocks. Uh, that would be good for, that'd be good too. Yeah. How about, you could uh, follow, uh, there's something in the sewers terrorizing the Morlocks. The Ninja Turtles. Ninja, yeah, Ninja Turtles versus Warlocks. They're Warlocks. they're zombie Ninja Turtles. Yeah, fighting, fighting the Morlocks. <laughs> or you could just you could just play with it, and they're not really Ninja Turtles; they're just giant mutant turtles that live exactly. in the sewer. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it'd mean, be good. You can't sue someone over copyright issues. Then you got to go back to the train chain of copyright issues, like Daredevil and all that shit. Right, right, right. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen. I think that both Travis and I are in agreement that if you want a quick little spooky read, this is a this is a good one. You got a couple days left of Halloween. Uh, digital. You don't have to wait for it to arrive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just buy it digital on Comixology or Amazon or wherever you get your spooky books uh, digitally. Sit outside with uh, an IPA, a bag of candy, your your favorite reader app, and just ignore children for three hours. Yeah, you just when kids come by, you just like grab out of it. Just grab out of the bucket, guys. I'm mm, I got guy gardener. I, mean, here. I got just, guy gardener here. Yeah, just read. Just yeah. grab. I don't know. Whatever. Three, three pieces. Three pieces is fine. Everybody gets three. And you know what? Even better if you start. Uh, we're at the end now, so it doesn't work. But if you start listening to this episode, we went through it chronologically. <laughs> read it. Pause. Listen to us. Read. Pause. Listen to us. Yeah. Read, yeah. Pause. Do that. It's all on your iPad, so you don't even have to change devices. No, yeah, you just do whatever you want. You just go back and forth. You just your iPad and your and your cell phone and the other headphones from your cell phone on. And Travis and I will be your guide. Oh, that's that's a good little like, thing too. I'm head toe legit headphone to the cell phone, baby. That's right, baby. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. You can find all of our episodes online at www.comicexposure.com for some easy hunting of old episodes, or you can just scroll backwards in your uh, iPod iPod. <laughs> Who has an iPod? <laughs> I, I actually looked online. I said, how much are iPods these days? They don't even sell them anymore. Really. Yeah. Just 
Let's go back through your iPhone, flip through. Hey, hey uh, do you have a Zoom? Anyone have yeah, a Zoom? If you <laughs> break out your brown Zoom and scan through all of the all, all of the episodes and you can go back and listen to all sorts of stuff. We have a couple different Halloween episodes. So you could just search through the October ones online. You want to find some more spooky things that we talk about. I recommend uh, witches, baby. Yeah, witches is a good one. Uh, we did a couple Archie books last year that mm, were fun, a fun solid. Halloween read. Uh, or you know what? Just go read some old Alan Moore Swamp thing. Just just yeah. do it. Every, Get past every, those first couple issues. Every Maybe. issue, every issue is a Halloween issue. Yeah, yeah. They all are. Go read some Hellblazer. Every issue is a Halloween That's issue. True. Uh so ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Uh give us a nice five or four. I'm not gonna be too greedy. Star review on the iTunes, uh on your iPod, on iPod, on your on your on the iTunes hey, do podcast. Get, do we get a new sponsor? I think we are uh, on the iTunes uh, Apple podcast app. Give us, give us them stars. Uh, thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, remember you can follow us on Twitter at comic exposure on Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure. Uh, you can pick up your uh, t-shirt needs, uh, all of your spooky t-shirts uh, or non spooky t-shirts. The one where Travis and I are wrapped in capes is That's pretty spooky. spooky. Uh, so you could pick that one up. My wife wore that yesterday at dinner. My, uh, my sister refuses to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter, my daughter bought one for up at college, so she has, she's got one coming. Uh, oh man, I hope she's very careful what she does in that shirt. Very, very, <laughs> very hilarious. She'll be walking around to classes, and people will go, "What's that?" And she's like, "It's my dad. It's his podcast." I don't like. <laughs> she's gonna do college things and look down and be like, "Oh man, I gotta oh, go. No. I'm tripping out, man." <laughs> uh, but. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Uh, next issue, will next episode will probably be a, a nice uh, shoot the shit episode. We'll do a little variant episode. Travis and I will talk about what's going on in the world. You were just on a podcast, Travis. Tell everybody where they can find what just happened for oh, you. Yeah. Uh, what do you got going on? on the comic expo- uh, comic Couch Crunchers podcast. Uh, I got a blog up for them on teaching Dark Knight. I returned. I did like your little blog, buddy. It was a good, a good little. I got another one coming out. That I'm gonna put out there. I sent to them about uh, the five. Uh, most creative gifts you can give a uh, geek for uh, Christmas. So, ooh, I like yeah. that. I like that. To, That's good. To get some of my writing uh, uh, itching out. I like it. It's good. I'm a, I'm a fan. I like the Dark Knight story. So go yeah, check yeah. out Couch Crunchers. Is it couchcrunchers.com? Couch couchcrunchers.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, couchcrunchers.com. Half hour podcast talking about uh, Zombie Land and a bunch of other stuff last week. So, all right. My so you can check out that. Overdrive. And That's Josh, good. what do you have going on? I listened to the third episode of your new podcast. Yeah, I got a little podcast called Punk Rock Classrooms. You can check that out as we're talking about uh, education, leadership, and uh, how being a punk has, uh, how growing up punk influenced uh, me and a buddy of mine as educators. So you can check that out. Punk Rock Classroom, uh, and your new, your newest episode is on, like, what uh, what's it about? We just did passion was the last episode. So what it like why passion played a role at punk shows and how it could play a role in your classroom. We yeah, got a DIY intro, episode. DIY and passion are like the yeah, great, yeah, yeah. three great starters. So, so you can check those out. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a fantastic, fantastic uh, Halloween. Stay spooky. And uh, we'll see you next trade.